Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Hey, good afternoon. Sean with Fort McMurray Matters. And today, very special guest joining the podcast. I have the new head coach and GM for the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, Adam Manna, on the line with me today. How's it going, Adam? Sean, I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, before I hop into like all the juicy stuff with the trade deadline that just happened, I always love to just get to to get to know the person that's on uh, the podcast today. So I guess get to know you first. Uh, where'd you grow up? Are you born and raised for McMurray, uh, or where'd you grow up? I'm actually uh, Edmonton boy, uh, Northside. Uh, played played uh, all my hockey uh, through the uh, Maple Leaf Athletic Program, but. Um, yeah, born and raised on the north side. Uh, my parents have been in the same house for, oh, I don't know, close to 35 years, I guess. I'm uh, starting to get up there in age. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's been that long already. But, uh, yeah, born and raised on the north side. And uh, I would consider Fort McMurray my second home. So it's worked out very well. Yeah, speaking of that, like you said, you played hockey. You consider it a second home. Uh, so you actually played in the AJHL for the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. Why don't you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely love my time up here in, in uh, Fort Mac. I mean, uh, it's something that I'll never forget. I played between uh, the years of 2005 and 2008, and we were lucky enough to win the, the AJHL championship in 06, and that was definitely a highlight of, of my career and, and something that I'll never forget and look back on. And then we, we lost in Game 7 in 2008 and were very close to doing it again. But, um, yeah, I mean uh, – just playing up here it's something special we when we're recruiting players that's probably the the biggest thing that we try to sell or try to tell them is you know you won't play in a better community where there's unbelievable fan support the billets um you know that that taking the players are, are fantastic and uh just just the overall feeling of the town and and how it's just electric here right so uh everything about fort mcmurray uh you know screams recruiting in terms of uh, getting the best players up here and, and uh, them wanting to, to be a part of such a terrific community. And then uh, enlighten me a little bit about the AJHL. Is, it, is there a draft involved with the AJHL or is it all recruitment? It is all, yeah, straight recruitment. So, I mean, we really got to put in, well, I guess the hours and the work, and I guess that's, that's what we're hired for. But um, just uh, having to put in uh, the work from our, you know, from our scouts uh, to our coaching staff, uh, all the way down the line. I mean, everybody's got to do uh, their homework. Whether, I mean, we're lucky nowadays. You, you can you can log into Instat and you can watch player shifts and their breakdowns of their, you know, goals, assists, hits, points, uh, shots, whatever whatever you're looking for, they have it, and that uh, definitely makes my job easier uh, now sitting in this chair. But but even our you know our our scouts as well because if we can't physically view them um then at least we can search them on video and and see their see their clips uh so i mean that's why 
our uh, recruitment has ventured outside of you know Alberta. I mean, we can watch players in BC, Saskatchewan, out east in Quebec or, or wherever, right? So, I mean, we're we're trying to find the best players, whether it's in Canada or, or the United States. And then so your playing career uh, comes to an end. Did you easily transition into coaching? Was that a thought as you're like you're playing? Did you know like, you know what, I want to continue on with the game of hockey? Actually, I love this question because I get asked it all the time. So it's actually, it's pretty funny because... Uh, I owe a lot to one man, and his name's Tino Greco, and uh, Italian guy down in down in Edmonton. Uh, I knew him uh, by going to to the gym down down on the north side there, and he he just randomly came up to me the one day and and uh, said, "Hey, uh, you know, we we'd seen each other at the gym, you know, a bunch, and uh, you know, I mean, he put in put in the work for being a you know mid forties guy, and was a great guy, and and was almost more jacked than me. So it was it was pretty funny. I was in my twenties. And uh, he just said, you know, have you ever thought about getting into coaching? And I kind of just said, no, I, I mean, I just finished playing. I, I was, I was concentrating on doing what you're doing, Sean, and, and getting into radio and television arts at Nate. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the ironic twist there. But um, so I was just finishing my third semester uh, at Nate and, and he, he asked me to jump on board with his, with his staff. He was coaching a peewee team at the time. Uh, and I, I, I said, sure, I'll, I'll come out and give it a kick. And, and then as soon as I got out there and I started teaching the kids uh, and interacting, like I absolutely fell in love. And all of a sudden, the radio and television arts was was right on the back burner for me. I mean, I enjoyed it, but uh, coaching, you know, if I could stay involved in the game and, and be hands-on, that's what I wanted to do. And um, I guess the rest is history from there. But he was a big influence on me, and, and I owe a lot to him. And then, you know, obviously I've had a lot of good mentors uh, that have helped me get to where I am now. So uh, pretty thankful and uh, grateful for you know my path and and you know in I guess a short ten years I'm I'm back here and and uh, you know not as a player but but now as a coach. No kidding. And then uh, earlier this year uh, you were still in the AJHL but with a different team, the Sherwood Park Crusaders. However you want to phrase it, parted ways, whatever you want to say. Um, and then you became the head coach and GM of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons. Was it just everything happens for a reason, the way everything just kind of came together? Was it just like perfect timing? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how it happened. I mean, I'm a big believer in uh, in that line right there. I mean, it's it's all about timing and, and, and you know, things happening for a reason. And um, I mean, I was with Shirt Park for, for six years. I was very appreciative and grateful for the opportunity that they gave me uh, to give me my start and, and get my feet wet and get experience. and. Um, you know, we had some really good years there in terms of success, and and then I don't think anybody would have would have you know drew up that that Gordy would have had to have resigned, and um, you know again it just just it all fell into place really. So um, I couldn't have asked for things to work out better, and uh, like I said, I'm just super excited to be back up here, and uh, like I said, it feels it feels home, and it feels like home, and and uh, the whole community you know made me feel very very welcome as soon as i uh, got here on that friday uh, for my first day and correct me if i'm wrong i'm just like going off like hockey db and whatnot were you just assistant gm with sherwood park and now you're full gm here in fort mcmurray so yeah no i was uh, one year as the associate coach there that was my first year then i took uh, the head coach and assistant gm role for five and then this past summer i slid into the gm role uh and did both roles for I guess four or five months there and then uh and then the change happened 
how how do you feel how do you like having full control like head coach and gm you get to like kind of you envision the squad and then you get to coach them how you envision putting the pieces into place well again in, in sure bark i mean uh, myself and kyle chase who was our gm at the time we were we were pretty aligned with uh what our vision was and and uh, the personnel that we wanted so it did make it easy i know uh, a lot of a lot of uh other maybe staffs or teams don't maybe have that dynamic uh, where if you have a separate head coach and a separate GM, they might not see eye to eye on, on things, but uh, was, was lucky in terms of that in Shirk Park. And, but in, but, but yeah, in, in regards to that, I mean, it, it is, um, it is nice to have both roles, but I, I don't feel that it's, it's just me. Um, you know, my, well, our assistant coach, Justin Rose does a, a fantastic job in terms of watching players and helping with the scouting side and the recruiting side and, um, you know, even when we've made these latest moves, I mean, he was he was uh, very involved in the process, along with uh, our president Dave Fitzgerald and um, you know our scouts, our scouting staff. So I mean, everybody everybody's a part of it. Everybody's involved, and and that's what we want here. We want everybody to to be a collective unit, and uh, it isn't just about me. That's that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm fortunate that I have a lot of help around me that uh, that can help with you know these certain things. So, uh, the definitely can't do it, can't do it all by myself. And, and again, that's why you need good people around you. And, and that's where success breeds. Head coach and GM of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, Adam Manna on Fort McMurray Matters. We're just going to take our first break here, but we'll hop right back and we'll talk about the current team, his coaching style, and so much more. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Kreitz. I am joined with head coach and GM of the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, Adam Manna. And how would you maybe describe your coaching style? Do you have like a brand or a style that you, you would describe your teams as? Uh, yeah, I mean, for, I think the biggest thing when we're trying to recruit, uh, when we, when we're talking to a player and the family is, uh, they see that, that I'm a young guy. I'm very passionate. I'm very energetic. Uh, we want to create an environment that, that, you know, is fun, uh, where the players really enjoy coming to the rink. They have a lot of joy, uh, behind it. And, uh, you know, I mean, you could probably ask, you know, some people out there that, you know, do you like going to your job every day? And some people are like, eh, I don't know. But, you know, for us, I mean, we're, we're, we're very lucky we get to do what we do and we don't take things for granted. And, and so we try to kind of, uh, you know, I guess stream that down to the players in terms of we want that same feeling for them and we want them learning every day and we want them challenged every day. And um, I think for myself, the biggest thing that I try to, to bring is, is uh, I might be a little hard-nosed, but uh, I'm a player's type coach where, you know, the doors open, they can, they can feel, you know, free to, to come communicate with us and, and have that, that open line. Right. So I think that's just the way the new school type of game is now. I don't think uh, you can kind of operate the way it was maybe when I was playing or, or Rosie was playing. It's, it's definitely changed a lot. So we have to bring that atmosphere uh, each and every day. And, and we got to make sure that uh, the players are, are really, again, having fun when they come to the rink. What was it like coming in kind of halfway through the year? Like, you, do you come in and you're like, I want to put my footprint on, but how do I do that? Like, that's like like a, a balance life right there, you know? You're exactly right. Yeah, no, when, uh, well, I know when, when 
Dave and I sat down, our, our president, uh, you know, for, for I guess, uh, a somewhat formal uh, interview at Earl's there in Edmonton uh, just before just before I got hired. I mean, he he felt that the continuity would carry over in certain aspects with Gord leaving and myself coming in in terms of just similar coaching styles, uh, but different, right? And uh, you know, him being maybe a little bit you know a little bit older, obviously, and me being younger, but just some different things that we bring to the table. But I mean, Gord is uh, you know well, he is the the best coach in the AJHL so I mean he's uh he's got the most wins and he's done an incredible job uh, not only with this team this year but you know obviously in the past uh with with his history so um I just wanted to come in and make sure that it was a smooth transition not only for myself but the organization and I didn't want to uh I guess overstep the boundaries too much early on and just make sure that it was you know, it was easy for the players and they felt comfortable and uh, now that we're into the second half we can start to tweak things or or just, uh, you know, continue to wrap it up, basically. But, uh, you know, again, the foundation is in place, and uh, we just want to keep that going. Before we hop into uh, the current squad, I just want to talk a bit about uh, Tage Harding. Uh, he left, what was it, a week or two ago? What's what's the rule with... Uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize colleges can just pluck their commits away. I thought, I don't know. I don't know the rule. Yeah, no, unfo- well, I mean, unfortunately for us, we lost Tage, <laughs> but... Uh, but at the same time, when he told us the news on that last road trip uh, just before the Christmas break, I mean, we were ecstatic for the kid. I mean, uh, he's he was an unbelievable captain, unbelievable leader. I was only here for a week and a half, right? So I I, I don't want to say I barely knew him, but I mean, obviously, Gordy and, and uh, Rosie would have been here for, for much longer. So uh, they recruited him. But, um, yeah, I mean, our job – as an organization is to move players on to the next level. And, and I mean, we know we're in a, in a, well, we want to be in a deep playoff run and we want to make a push, but uh, so it hurts, it hurts losing your, uh, your, your top defenseman. Uh, but I mean, if he's moving on to uh, bigger and better things and he's getting an opportunity to move up the, the food chain to Providence and, and uh, then hopefully the Chicago Blackhawks at some point, that's, that's essentially what we want for him. Right. But uh, at any point, I mean, players can, you know, they can go to the the, uh, the null in the U.S., they can go to the USHL, they can go to the Western Hockey League, uh, they can go, they can get pulled up in this case to the NCAA, right? So, I mean, you don't want to say any player is not safe during the year, but I mean, that is the reality is, is guys can get plucked. But again, in, in this case, it's a very positive uh, thing for, for the organization and obviously for Tage and his family as well. Yeah, no kidding. I didn't realize how free the movement was within rosters like that. And I thought for sure full season. But hey, if you can use that for the future in recruiting, be like, yeah, look what we did. Plopped up to Providence. Like that, we can do that for you, kind of thing. Boy, you could you could almost be on our recruitment calls with with how you're wording things because uh, you're exactly right. And that's that's an example that we've used. We've had probably four or five Zoom calls with families uh, just recently. Uh, mixed in with the trade deadline, it was pretty hectic. But but that was something that we promoted and sold uh, with with the families. Is hey, like if it's his, if it's your time to go, uh, whether that be mid December or or at the end of the season. I mean, we're we're fully in support of that. So we just want to see our players continue to move on and and move on to you know again bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. And then so Tage, huge point per game defenseman, uh, captain of the team 
huge hole to fill. Do you feel like you can fill that type of hole? Do you have the players on the squad? Did you acquire some at the deadline? Uh, how do you feel about trying to replace? I don't even know if you can, but trying to. Yeah, again, you you kind of said it right. You're never gonna re- you're never gonna be able to replace Tage Harding in your lineup. I mean, he's six foot seven, two hundred and thirty five pounds, and man, he's a rig. Uh, I mean, he was essentially. I think if you asked or you pulled AJHL coaches in the league, they'd say he's he's the best player in the league. Uh, just just with what he brings every night, and he'd be your MVP, right? So you're not going to be able to replace that guy in a matter of of a couple weeks. But we. Uh, but we felt that we did a really good job in terms of the deadline, the moves we made. We were able to, essentially, when we when we lost Tage, we said, well, we're going to need probably two defensemen to try and either A, give us depth to replace him, or um, B, to you know fill in the void, right? So uh, we were fortunate enough to, to bring in Chris Kabelka from Trail uh, right after the Christmas break. That was uh, a part of the Kabori Dunn deal, and... Uh, then we were able to bring in Braden Miller from the Western Hockey League. He was playing with the Moose Jaw Warriors. So um, two defensemen that are big, that are solid. Uh, they're not six seven, but they will be uh, two guys that can definitely, uh, you know, eat up the minutes together to make up for what Tage brought to our to our lineup. So uh, we feel pretty confident that now we actually, you know, we have pretty good depth back there, and we should be able to move forward, uh, you know, with confidence. Taking our second break here on Fort McMurray Matters, I'm Sean Kreitz, joined with the head coach and GM of the Oil Barons, Adam Manna. Coming up, we're just going to talk about the players that the Oil Barons acquired at the trade deadline, and what is the goal for the rest of the year? We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Pleasure to be with you. Also pleasure to be with head coach and GM of the Oil Barons, Adam Manna. Uh, just uh, let's do a little like kind of almost rapid fire. Just trade deadline. You were super busy. Uh, Dylan Clark, leading scorer, Calgary Canucks. He is now on the former McMurray Oil Barons. What can you say about him? Skilled, crafty, and can score. Uh, that's probably the uh, three biggest things. I mean, uh, I know uh, when I when I spoke to Gordy uh, when when it all kind of went down, I checked in with him to make sure everything was okay, and then we kind of talked about you know what we you know, or what he thought the team needed maybe heading into the deadline. And, and he said, you know, we, we probably have to target three or four guys and, and Clarkie was one of them. And, and we were all on the same page there because uh, whether I was in Shore Park and he was up here, uh, I know he had a lot of, you know, time and, you know, for Clarkie as a player and, and so did I. And I mean, so we, uh, we both kind of were in agreement there along with our staff. So we went right after him and he's a guy that has 20 goals on the year and, and we need that scoring. We felt that, that was an area going into the deadline that we have a lot of character. We have a lot of leadership in the room. We have a lot of guys that bring exceptional work ethic and, and character, but uh, we needed to add more skill and scoring. So that's what Clarkie's going to bring. And then Jared Miller, Lloydminster Bobcats, had to part ways with Hassan Ackle. Uh, Jared Miller, what can you say about Jared? He's going to be uh, he's going to be a good depth guy for us. I mean, he's 6'1", 175. He's, he's going to be uh, a, a you know, prototypical playoff type guy where he can step into the lineup, he can play in any role, and he can, you know, play that heavier style of game where uh, just, again, bolsters our lineup if we have injuries or, or whatever that we have, you know, 14 forwards that can all play. And and uh, we felt that was an area, again, that we wanted to make sure we shored up in terms of our depth so that, uh, you know, again, 
uh, when I was with the park, there was a couple runs there that that we got banged up and, and we lost that depth, right? And it makes a big difference. So uh, he's going to be another guy that comes in and plays the right way and, and that kind of that 200-foot game uh, up front where, um, you know, we, we should uh, have, you know, that extra depth, whether it's on the penalty kill or five-on-five. Five. Was it tough to, to part ways with Hassan? It was. It was. Obviously, he was, uh, you know, he was a well-known guy up here. He was here for a couple years. Um, you know, he, he brought speed and skill and, and uh, you know, was a good power play guy for us. But, uh, you know, with with the league rule, you can only have six 20-year-olds. So mm-hmm. Clarky was obviously one of them. And then when we brought in Chicarello from, uh, you know, I guess Melford slash Salmon Arm, um, you know, that was the two 20-year-olds. And we, we didn't we weren't sure if that deal was going to go through and it actually went through about eight minutes before the deadline. So things kind of happened fast. And uh, honestly, we thought, we thought Ackle was going to be here, but um, it ended up coming down the pipe. And then we, you know, obviously had to make a tough decision, but we got a ton of time, ton of respect for, for Hassan. And, and uh, he did a really good job here uh, the last couple of years. So you got to really give him credit for that. And he's, he's going to go be an impact player for, for the Bobcats now. And then you kind of touched on it, uh, Cicarello. I forget how you pronounced it, Cicarello. Yeah, you know we always we always said Cicerello, and then he corrected us and said it's Cicarello. <laughs> uh, so you're saying he? I don't even know if he played a game for Melford when I was looking it up. But Salmon Arm in the VCHL, uh, what'd you see from him? Yeah, so how that worked was Salmon Arm ended up um, they they uh, moved him for a player that was coming from the Western Hockey League, and then he ended up he ended up getting flipped to us uh, when when we found out. So. Uh, but again, he is another guy that is going to come in and be a, a, a perfect playoff type guy that not only will play heavy and physical uh, and bring you know an exceptional work ethic to the table, but uh, he brings you know the guy shoots pellets. I mean, let's be honest here; he, he shoots rockets and and he can score, and and that's again that kind of ties in with Clarky, where Clarky's maybe a little bit of a different dynamic where he's. He's maybe a little bit uh, not smaller, but he's slighter and skilled. And you know, Chicarello is is you know a very stocky guy that's big and strong. And uh, I mean, you look at the guy's legs; they're tree trunks. So I mean, he's he's a guy that can skate and work and and uh, play that heavier type of brand. So he's going to fit in perfectly with us, perfectly in the North Division. And again, he's going to be a guy that uh, will score a lot of goals for us. So there's a reason why he's already got his Division One commitment to uh, to RPI. And, uh, you know, when you can bring those guys in, I mean, it just makes your lineup, again, deeper. But, um, you know, addresses our needs uh, going into the deadline. And signing Braden Miller, did he have rights anywhere? Or is it just free-for-all? You can kind of pluck him from the WHL as you see fit. Yeah, we were fortunate because he didn't sign with any AJHL team, uh, you know, when he was young at 16 or 17. And uh, he's been playing in the Western Hockey League for three years now. So we're bringing in a guy that uh, has a lot of, you know, Western Hockey League pedigree, and uh, again, another guy that's 6'1", 180 pounds, big, strong, uh, plays more of a shutdown, quiet type of game, which, um, you know, will we'll fit right into our brand of hockey, right? I mean, everybody knows the old cliche of defense wins championships, and uh, like we said, uh, or like I said before, uh, that is an area that we wanted to target with losing uh, Harding, is Harding brought it all. I mean, he could score uh, he could provide uh, offense, and then he could play really well defensively with his uh, with his thirty foot reach that he had being six foot seven. So, um, you know, those are those are tough things to replace, right? So, um, again, Miller is going to be another guy that we can rely on for heavy minutes, 
uh, you know, coupled that in with Kabelka. And, uh, you know, that's why we almost feel like we're not in a better spot because, again, Harding brought a lot, but we, we feel that depth is there. And what's, uh, what's the mindset you got? Rest of the year, you're in a very good spot. What is it, second place, but a game behind, game in hand. Um, what, are you, what are you telling the boys for hopefully a nice playoff run here? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, that's the nice thing is that, you know, whether it's myself, uh, Rosie, who's also a former alumni guy, right? He played just after me. Uh, with the oil barons and then we have we we have gordy hired robbie nolan just before he left and robbie played up here just before me so we kind of have you know robbie was first i was in the middle and then rosie was after but we have three guys on our staff that are all former alumni guys which i don't think any other team can really say uh, that they have right so it's it's a pretty unique um thing that we got going and we're pretty excited about moving forward not only as a staff but like you said as a group uh, and we, you know, we can reflect on those previous uh, or that past history that, that all three of us have experienced, uh, whether it's getting to the league finals, going on a deep playoff run for myself, winning, winning a title. Um, and we can kind of reflect and, and go over those things with the group. But we actually just did goal setting last night uh, after practice now that we have our roster set. And the guys said that our uh, – one of our team goals is we got to go 16 and four uh, down the stretch in our last 20 games if we want to clinch the first round by. So, I mean, they think that they can achieve that, that it's attainable and uh, that it's realistic. So hopefully uh, that that's kind of the goal. And, and that's our, you know, number one priority is trying to walk up that first round by so that we get that extra rest. But I mean, it's going to be a tough road ahead. So uh, we'll take it a game at a time and, and, you know, see how it goes. Incredible. I love to hear it all. Head coach and GM for McMurray Oil Barons. Adam, anything else you would like to add? No, just uh, hopefully we can we can get the bit. Well, I guess I should say yes. <laughs> hopefully we can get the building full. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, the restrictions right now are going on. So, you know, we'll do, you know, hopefully the community can can rally around us the best the best they can. And we know they will, um, you know, whether it's half capacity or full. But, uh, you know, we just want to put an exciting product on the ice and that's that's our job and that's our goal and um, you know we appreciate everything so far uh, from everyone within the community Um, you know we wouldn't be where we're at without uh, the fan support so we just want to keep pushing forward and uh, you know we'll we'll uh, try to bring uh, a title back to Fort Mac here. Love to hear that thanks so much for uh, joining Fort McMurray Matters today. Appreciate it, Sean. Thanks for having me on. That's all the time we have today for Fort McMurray Matters. Big thank you goes out to head coach and GM Adam Mana of the Oil Barons. If you want to catch the full podcast or any of the others, you can always head on over to our website, mix1037fm.com. Click on the news tab, Fort McMurray Matters. You will find the podcast there. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts and also over on Google Play where you find your podcasts over there. Thank you so much for tuning Tuning in today, and I will talk to you later. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper and Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.